Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated, and in this podcast, we try to make real life simple. Welcome to the Rusty George Podcast, and uh, I am joined by my co-host and good friend, Brad Williams. Today, we're going to talk about how to build trust. Yeah. I mean, we've got so much going on right now in our world. I think there's an element we don't know who to trust. And then we begin to think, I'm not sure um, if people can trust me. So how do I build trust with them? How do they build trust with me? We're living in our homes so much right now as we're quarantined that we're thinking about, I'm not sure if I trust the people under my own roof. Do, you know, do I believe what they're saying? And do they believe me? And maybe you've done something in your life that's caused people to lose trust in you. How can you rebuild that? We're going to talk about all that, some of the tensions that we manage when it comes to building trust. So whether you're leading in the marketplace, leading at home, um, leading um, a small group, leading in the church, I think this is going to be beneficial for everybody. So uh, welcome to everybody uh, on the, the podcast. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I, I'm excited about this topic of trust because this is huge in every aspect of life. You know, being that I love business. Um, this is a really, uh, this is a fun topic because this, we talk about a lot in the business world. That's right. Yeah. Well, Brad, I know that you and I have had a chance to work on a lot of projects together. We've worked on the, uh, Facebook group called better together, which everybody can find through, uh, my, pa- my page, the public page, uh, rusty George, and just sign right up there to Facebook groups for better together. And it's a great way for us to stay connected. And, and that was kind of your, your brainchild. What, what's the concept behind that? What are we hoping to accomplish? Uh, well, uh, one, the, the community group is a place where people can come together um, because we are better together. But the, the purpose behind Better Together is um, when it comes to us walking through life together, I think a lot of times the danger is thinking that we can do this on our own. Are thinking that people are, because of a lack of trust, uh, aren't going to help us get to our goal or achieve what we want to achieve or they don't feel or think the same way we do. And especially when it comes to the book that you wrote, um, that's really what got this going for me. Um, based on the book that you wrote, you put up such a compelling argument as to why we are so much better together from a biblical perspective and a real life perspective and a family perspective. Um, mm-hmm. It's a place where you can go and connect with people um, who are like minded and build trust and then start to take what you learn in that group and use it in real life and apply it to the people around you. Well, that's certainly the hope and the goal. And what's interesting is, is um, people seem to like <laughs> that book better together uh, the most out of the three books that I've written so far. Uh, personally, it wasn't my favorite. And I don't know if that's because it wasn't the most recent that I had written. I like it, but I liked the next one better, Justice, Mercy, Humility. I felt like I was really getting into my writing stride during that book, um, though I, I respect people's opinion and like better together. We'll keep that going. Um, but I, I really did enjoy uh, Justice, Mercy, Humility, or as we often refer to it as JMH, because it's such a long title to say. Um, and it's available in our local bookstores. You saw some there, didn't you, Brad? Yeah, I did. I, I went down and um, uh, I went to the local Barnes and Noble. Took my boys there to, to do some some reading because we like we're nerds. We like to do that kind of thing, right? And um, talked to a, an individual there. Uh, asked about your latest book, Justice, Mercy, Humility, and he said that they were sold out, and there were sixty three that were ordered and coming in. 
So, uh, you know, that was pretty exciting. I told him I'd be back. So I'm going to stalk him to make sure the book come in. But on what you were saying before about Better Together and uh, Justice, Mercy, Humility, um, you know, you spoke like an author and that's admirable. But as a consumer of your good content and good content, period, I feel like Better Together and Justice, Mercy, Humility are are almost a part of the same journey. Hmm. So the reason I love Better Together is also one of the reasons that I love Justice, Mercy, Humility, especially right now with what, um, you know, we're going through as a society. Uh, Justice, Mercy, Humility is good content that keeps me positive. You know, when there's so much stuff I could I could start diving into that's not so positive. Justice, Mercy, Humility is a simple way to remind me how to follow Jesus and how I, I need to walk. And so they, I think they go hand in hand, really. And I feel like I feel like if people focus on consuming content right now that makes them better, they're going to just be better. And so I highly recommend justice, mercy, humility. Um, like I said, the Barnes and Nobles, they should have some more. If not, uh, I'll make sure they get some because the man told me he looked me in the eye and said they were coming. So I'll double check that. Do you know the man's name or where he lives or anything? Yeah, I'm gonna find him. If if it doesn't, if the book doesn't come, he's gonna see me every day. He's gonna see me. So uh, to to anybody listening, you know, I'm not saying this because you know Rusty's my friend. Uh, if 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 the material he was making was not helping me, I'd let him know. Uh, but there's a lot of things I love to read. I'm an avid reader, and uh, Better Together, Justice, Mercy, Humility. I highly recommend them both. Mm, thank you, Brad. Oh, very well, well, today we're talking about trust, and Psychology Today came out with uh, what they call the decline of trust. Uh, and they say trust in government has declined from 73% in 1958 to 24% in 2014. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's more surprising there to me. And I think it would probably be that at any point in our history, it's been at 73%. I mean, that's right. that's pretty high. Yeah, um, And that's like 13 years after World War II, and it's still rather high. So, um, And then it gets even more specific. It says trust in each other has been in steady decline since the 70s, 48.1% uh, in 72 uh, to 31% in 2014. Brad, why do you think we struggle to trust each other so much? Well, one, I think we struggle to trust each other because that's kind of what's being broadcast uh, throughout our society, throughout media and our communities. They're constantly showing images and pictures of people doing things that aren't trustworthy in the government with politics. Um, all you hear is about how uh, shady and how untrustworthy our politicians are uh, when it comes mm -hmm. to people and communities. All this propaganda that um, I think is being sold. Uh, online and on TV about how bad some neighborhoods are, bad communities are, or bad people are. You consume all that and then you begin to think, you know what people are. And you start thinking about your negative experiences in the past and connecting them with what you're hearing online and in the media. And it just builds and builds and builds. Yeah, I think all of us have different stories of people that have done us wrong. <laughs> and yeah. what's interesting is we tend to, you know, paint other people that are like that with the same brush. So if you have somebody that did you wrong, a business partner, a friend, a coworker in some way, the next time you meet somebody that reminds you of them, you immediately don't trust them. That's right. Because there's something in your mind that says, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. 
Um, and I think we've all lived long enough to have enough experiences um, where we have reasons not to trust. Yeah. Um, and I think that with the amount of news and content we take in from local media to national media to social media, all it's done is increase the chances that we're going to be let down. Right. So you think back into the 50s, you know, you had three major news channels, you got a, a paper, uh, that was about it. And so the odds of you being let down uh, from a national standpoint was a little less. Mm -hmm. um, but now you have so much stuff, and then you have so many connections with people and so many people promising the world and not delivering that it just makes it really easy to lose trust. So, Brad, I know that as an entrepreneur uh, who has dealt with people that have promised many things and not, not come through, as a, a, a person that runs a business, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, you've had people let you down. Uh, and I've had that too. Uh, being a pastor, I deal with a lot of people in their worst days and dealing with difficult situations. Um, and trying to get a building built, dealt with a lot of failed promises. And having people pledge money and not come through, dealt with a lot of trust issues. People that said they'd you know, love me and the church forever and then end up leaving, um, I deal with a lot of trust issues. So I, I want to get to how do we build trust with each other. And we're going to do that here in just a second. So let me just make a, a shameless plug for the newsletter. Um, if you subscribe to the newsletter, uh, it's totally free. But it's the best way to get the weekly podcast, episode announcements, weekly devotionals, and you'll be the first to hear about new book launches. And Brad, we were talking about books, mm -hmm. and we've got a new one coming out in October that I'll be releasing chapters for in the months to come. So sign up for the newsletter now. You'll make sure you get all of that. And that's at pastorrustygeorge.com slash newsletter, pastorrustygeorge.com slash newsletter. So that's the PSA for today. Brad, we got a list here of how to build trust, and this comes right from Psychology Today. So I'll let you take the first one, and I'll take the next one. Go ahead. All right. Well, the first one is uh, say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm. So I think that is a fantastic uh, start to this list because you can't, there's no way you can build trust if you're not honest and transparent. You know, and we do see it in politics. We see it in, in business. We see it in the church. Um, the people who stand in their truth and say what they mean and mean what they say, even when they're wrong, even when they're uh, not politically correct, even when they're um, they don't they don't um, phrase it the right way. They still get at least respected for standing in their truth and for meaning what they say and saying what they mean. So I, I do feel like that's number one, because people have their sensors up now to seeing if people are when they say something, are they are they being honest? Or are they self-serving? Right. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think the only thing I would add to it is, is define what it is you mean by the words you use. Mm, For good. instance, you can say, I'm really frustrated right now. All right. Well, tell me why. Let's define what the word frustrated means. Is that you're frustrated at yourself? You're frustrated at somebody else? Um, I find answering, you know, just asking two or three questions really help you get to the root of what people are really upset about. I've had people, you know, blow me up in the lobby about something 
uh, that happened in church or didn't happen and what they wanted. And I immediately think they mean A when they really mean B. And so asking a few questions kind of get to the clarity of, of what they're trying to say. And yes. the same thing is true for you. The clearer you can get, um, the better it comes across and the, the, the better it uh, is trusted. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, the second one is be vulnerable gradually. Oh, this is a good one because uh, oftentimes we get vulnerable too quickly and it's TMI and it freaks people out and they think, oh, this person's a drama king, drama queen, and I am out of here. Yeah. So vulnerability gradually. Have you seen that, Brad, in your line of work? Yeah, yeah. It happens a lot because, unfortunately, being vulnerable too quickly is an indicator that you're kind of usually being self-serving and a little narcissistic. Right. You know, because right. it's almost like, let me use my vulnerability as a tool <laughs> to to build this pseudo trust, you know, mm-hmm. or this should get this reaction if I say that. And people can sense when you're not being genuine. And that's why gradually is the key. You have to know your audience and you have to uh, speak when you can add value only. That's something we preach in the business world. At least something I preach when I mentor people or train people or talk to people. I say only open your mouth and talk when you have something to add Mm. to make the people around you better. And a lot Mm. of people miss that when they speak uh, too quickly. That's good. Yeah. Show vulnerability too quickly. Yeah, and some people, they, they just process externally, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a good friend of mine, and you know him, uh, Steve Myers, who says uh, that he and his wife get into these, these discussions, and he'll start talking about something, and, and she'll get upset about it, and he'll look at her and say, you have to understand, the first time you're hearing this from my mouth is the first time I'm hearing it as well. Mm, yeah, I'm processing this externally. And I think some of us, that's the way we do it. So letting people know that. And, you know, we have a phrase we use in our um, office that's just uh, this phrase of, give me an umbrella of mercy for a second while I talk this out and see if it even makes sense. It lets people know that, you know what, you're not even sure what you're saying, back to our first point, but you're learning as you go. It does bring a great amount of vulnerability, but also gradually. All right, Brad, give us the third one. Uh, third one, uh, remember the role of respect. Mm, that is good. Tell me what you think that means. Um, well, I think it means that when you communicate with someone and say they're, they're doing what we just spoke about, say they're being honest, saying what they mean, meaning what they say, they're being vulnerable. Um, you may not agree with what they said. Uh, but you you don't have to agree, but you have to try and understand and you have to try and you have to respect them. Because if you don't respect them, you can shut them down. I think respect is just being conscious of how you're treating the other individual um, when you're consuming uh, what they said and also when you're putting things out there. That's good. So good. Yeah. That just starting with a posture of um, of respect, of with all due respect, or let me just say this, and, and I, I hear what you're saying, and I understand maybe even the positional authority you have over me. And sometimes people will look at me and say, hey, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Can I ask a few questions? Absolutely. Mm. Um, and then you start talking it through, and it ends up it might not exactly be a, a uh, you know, a no-brainer or a deal killer for me. Uh, I might be easily swayed. So uh, just that that posture of respect goes a long ways. Uh, the next one is to give the benefit of the doubt. 
we have a phrase that we use in our office, which is assume the best. Mm-hmm. In other words, the people you're working with are not really trying to ruin your lives. Right. They're not inherently evil. Um, they really want to do the best. So let's assume that what they meant um, was really not as awful as you think it came across. So get the benefit of the doubt and then go get a little bit of clarity on the other end. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a Bible verse, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe that is. Yeah. yeah. So that's real good. Then. All right. So the next one is uh, express your feelings functionally, especially when it's tough. Mm. Yeah. So for me, I think that's uh, that's that's a great one um, because, you know, being a husband, especially, you know, and a father, uh, sometimes there are things that you you know, we men have a hard time. Uh, communicating how we feel yeah, and because I think we're already in our minds predicting how it's going to go. Right. And we can't allow that to be a barrier between us actually expressing ourselves. Um, when it's tough, instead of running away from the conversation to build trust, you have to run towards it, you know, in business, mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, when it's tough, that's an indicator that you really need to communicate this. Right. But you just got to do right. it the right way. Yeah, and I like that word functionally because sometimes we just we just pull a pen on a grenade and roll it into the room, mm-hmm. and we expect everybody else to kind of clean up the mess. Uh, to say to somebody, "This frustrated me," and here's how we could make it better, and you take ownership for what's your part as well. Well, now there's a win for the other person. There's not just a blame. Yeah, no, that's, uh, and oftentimes that's good. It's just we point fingers and we say, "You did this. You did this. You did this." Well, help me figure out how I can not do that or how I can make things right, or what your part in is, is in this as well. Yeah, I love that. And then my, uh, my brother and uh, a friend and another businessman I highly respect, Chris Ruffin, um, he told me something that will it's just stick with me for forever. And that is when you have an idea or when you have something that you want to express or a feeling and, a, and an emotion when it comes to being functional, when you have that thing, you sat with it for a long time. Mm, you you sat with it. You've had a chance to mull it over and process it. Um, but the person you're communicating to has not. Right. So you have to give them that time to process what you said. And it, to me, that ties right into the functionality piece of expressing your feelings and building trust. Right. That's really good. I would highly encourage people to think through how they do that. I wouldn't do that flippantly or off the cuff, mm-hmm. but I would set up an opportunity and even tell them, here's what I want to talk about. Here's when we're going to talk about. So you give them a little bit of opportunity to sit with it as well, uh, to Chris's point, which is great. Yeah. Uh, the next one is to take a risk together. I like this because sometimes leadership is about you telling people what to do. Um, but in the, in the perspective of building trust, it's better to say, hey, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. And here's your part. Here's my part. And now it's a joint effort rather than a go do this and I'll evaluate how well you did it. Yeah. No, that's 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 a leader versus a boss right there. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. All right, Brad, give us the last one. Uh, last one is be willing to give as well as receive. Mm. Uh, and in every relationship, you know, giving is the key. Um, mm-hmm. Building trust is about giving. Um, it's about listening. It's about, um, you know, there's there's a lot in in life when you engage other human beings and you're trying to build trust there's a lot you can give if you're focused on giving and not just receiving um giving an ear and listening to somebody 
that's giving because so many times when another person's speaking, we're so eager to talk and, and rebut what they're saying or reply that we're not giving them time, giving them attention, um, especially in business when people are, are trying to communicate uh, different things and ideas and whatnot. Uh, giving part of giving is giving them your attention and giving them understanding and also anything else that you can possibly give in that moment, whatever it is that you guys are, are, are going through or talking about or doing or working on. When you look at, hey, you know what? I'm here not to receive, uh, but to outgive the people around me, then you're going to win. Yep. That's so true. What's your uh, what's your take on on that? Well, I think that goes back to what we've been saying, and that is that principle of you know what you give, you receive, and you always get back more than what it is you gave. And I heard it said one time like this, uh, don't get tasks done through people, get people done through tasks. In other words, you're going to use the jobs that you need to get you know, to get done to mold and shape the people that God has entrusted to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend of mine that is a producer of movies, and he has said over and over again, I want my set to be the most quality, fun-loving set anybody could work on. Mm. You think people want to be on that set? Absolutely. You think people want to work for this guy again? Absolutely. Yeah. So you kind of create the great opportunity and the great environment, and it changes the people in the midst of it. I think that's true with leadership, and certainly with the Gen Zers and Millennials that a lot of us are leading. They don't really necessarily care about the metrics like you and I might, but they want to get stuff done in such a way that they become better. Uh, Nobody's keeping jobs for 40 years anymore. They're keeping it for a few years and they're trying something else. They want to know how you can make them better in the pursuit of not just their job, but their career or their life. So when it comes to the people that you manage, don't worry so much about that they get the job done and that's it, or that they stay with you forever. But think about more of how could I develop this person to be great at whatever they do? Most of the time, they'll never leave you because of that. And if they do, that could possibly still be a win, especially in my field. Um, if I have a, a pastor that I, I train up and they ended up going off and planting a church, or maybe they go work at another church, did I lose something? Yes, but I made the kingdom of God better by allowing them to go and serve in a better capacity than they had before. Same thing is true with leading in a church. Maybe you're a junior high uh, coach of small group leaders, and you train them up and get them ready, and then one of them decides, I think I'm going to go lead high school students. It might feel like a loss for you because they're no longer in your area, but you've made the church better anyway. Maybe they move to an entire different department and start working in guest services or first impressions or um, you know in the parking lot or whatever. You've poured into them, and they'll never be the same. You've made the capital C church better that way. Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to this, we have to constantly be recognizing that we are training people up and getting them ready for what's next, whether they move or whether they stay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just kind of summed it all up in terms of how to build trust, especially in this day and age with millennials, with Generation Z um, and with with we Gen Gen Xers, too. But really with the younger generations, that's it. That is the key. Mm, That's good. Well, Brad, that was uh, that was clearly helpful for me, as as I hope it was for others. Um, Loved our conversation about trust. Uh, next week, we'll be back with uh, brand new content as we talk about um, every leader needs to navigate these seven tensions. 
Uh, can't wait to break those down with our listeners and beyond just trust, but these seven tensions that all leaders need to deal with. And so, Brad, thank you as always. And we'll talk about this next week. And for all of our listeners, if you found something that was beneficial, share it with a friend, pass it on to somebody else. Love to have you join us on the newsletter and subscribe. Until next time, following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. So let's act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly together.